Hi there. Welcome to Ask Away, a podcast where kids can ask anything about the Bible. My name is Meredith, and I'm here with my kiddos, Riley, he's nine. Hi. And Peyton, he's six and a half, but almost seven. Hi. Together, we're going to explore a Bible story, and Riley and Peyton jump in along the way. They ask away about things that they notice or wonder about or think are weird. And then we talk through some great questions that kid listeners just like you sent in. After the podcast, we hope you'll join in. If you notice something or you have a question, we hope you'll record it. You can do that as a direct message on Instagram, an email to askawaypodcast at gmail.com, or a Voxer message where there is Ask Away Podcast. Tell us your first name, your age, and what you're thinking. The Bible is pretty amazing as it helps us get to know who God is, but it can also be confusing, new, and so different from how things are now. So we want you to know that when it comes to God and the Bible, every question is okay and you can ask away. Today, we are ending one story, the Exodus, and getting ready for our next story, the Easter story. And it may seem a bit odd to jump from Exodus to Easter, but actually, There are some really neat connections between these two smaller stories that help us understand God's bigger story in the world. Let's see if you can spot them. True or false? In both stories, people were trapped. And the answer? True. See, in Exodus, God's people were trapped in slavery in Egypt. They needed to be set free, and God came to free them, sending Moses to Pharaoh. At Easter, the story starts with people who are trapped too, only instead of one group of people trapped in one place, we think about all people who are trapped by something we call sin. Sin just means something that isn't what God wants. God wants a world full of love, joy, life for everyone. So sin is a word that describes anything that keeps that from happening and being real. Like badness. Not joy and not what God wanted. Exactly. Sometimes that happens because of a person's wrong choices. Other times, sin describes kind of the way a whole system works in our world that isn't very helpful. Sin is like God's opposite. And people as a group, we find ourselves sometimes trapped by its power. And Jesus, like Moses, was here to set us free. He came. God as a person, to say, it's time for the world to be brought back to what God dreams. God is making the world match heaven. And that brings us to connection number two between the Exodus and Easter. It's rhyme time. In the Exodus story, Moses goes to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, an empire that was oppressing God's people by enslaving them. In the Easter story, Jesus comes and there is another mean king and another empire oppressing God's people by ruling their land. Do you know what the other empire is? It rhymes with home, gnome, and foam. The answer is Rome. That's right, the Roman Empire. When Jesus came, the empire of Rome was occupying, or living in and controlling, the land of God's people Israel. The Israelites really hoped the Messiah, which means rescuer, they hoped the Messiah God sent would be a great military leader who would raise up an army, fight Rome, 
and kick them out. Which brings us to the third connection between Exodus and Easter. Pop quiz! Did the powerful people heal Moses and Jesus' messages and A, say, yeah, we are so excited for what God is doing, or B, say, no, we are not giving up our power in our way. And the answer is B. Both Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and Caesar, king of Rome, were not interested in what God was doing. In fact, they both resisted a lot. When a country is so powerful they can always get their way, we call that an empire. The big story of the Bible often shows us how God's ways and the empire's ways are not just different, they're opposite. And the biggest example of that is how God's ways lead to life, not just for me, not just for you, but for the world. All right, last one. The fourth and final connection between the Exodus and the Easter story. This one's a little tricky, but I bet you can get it. In Exodus story, God's people came to a huge barrier to life in freedom. Was the barrier mountains, sea, cliffs? The answer is the sea. Crossing the sea seemed impossible, but God brought them through the sea to freedom and life on the other side. In the Easter story, People faced a huge barrier to life in freedom, death. See, one of the effects of sin in the world is death and sadness. Defeating death seemed impossible. And when Jesus died, it seemed like the end of whatever they hoped God was doing. It felt like sin won. But God brought Jesus through death to life on the other side. And... Because Jesus is alive, life and freedom are possible for us and everyone else. So there you go. Four ways that the Exodus story is like the Easter story. Because Jesus was what's called a prophet like Moses. What this means is that for the people that Jesus first met when he was here on earth, they knew the story of the Exodus so well. It was a story that shaped who they were. They were the people God had freed. They were the people God had chosen. They were the people God had cared for. And Jesus came to show them that, again, God was going to free them. God was going to care for them. God had chosen them. The Exodus story and the Easter story help us now to know that God is still coming to set us free. God is still coming to give us life. Jesus is alive and because of that, we can experience all the good things of the world matching who God is, too. So now we're going to turn to some awesome questions from kid listeners. My name is Audrey, and I'm six, and I live in Washington, D.C. And my question is, why do angels glow? Audrey, what an amazing question. In lots of places in the Bible, when God is near, 
something glows or it's on fire. Think about the burning bush with Moses and God spoke from the burning bush. We see fire. There's another time when God is with the people after they've been freed from slavery and God is a pillar of fire. I think angels glow because they spend their time with God. And when we see God in the Bible and we're supposed to notice that God is nearby, there's often glowing or fire too. It's a symbol of God's nearness and angels are a symbol of God's nearness because they are God's messengers who spend their time with God too. I don't know what color they glow. It seems like it's often very bright light, but wouldn't it be fun if it was like rainbow or if it changed colors? I don't know that that's really true, but it's really fun to imagine. Thanks for sending in that wonderful question. Thanks so much for listening. And next week, we are going to tell you in even more detail the Easter story. Catch you next time.